Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! to 
Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of November 14th, 2013. I am your patient zero slash infected IGN editor, Jose Otero, who, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, am sick. This week I am joined by... Soon to be sick, co-host <laughs> Brian Altano. And... Pokemaster Andrew Goldfarb. And finally... Guten Tag, Pear. And Pear <laughs> sat on the opposite side of the room. As I far am, away as he can get. I am so far away from, from Jose. <laughs> so you get you have kids. Kids yeah. get sick all the time. You yeah. should be used to this. Yeah, but I put them in their rooms and locked the door and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead we got in this room and locked the door. That's right. <laughs> we're we're hosed. Okay, so... Uh, Jose. <laughs> yeah. So it's been an interesting week. Uh, we had a Nintendo Direct... Surprise, right? Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, but first, let's talk about last week's question of the week. Uh, so Pear, um, after an email had come in from a fan, uh, came up with this question, which was, what should the art style of the next Legend of Zelda look like? Uh, and we asked for folks to leave a quick sample, um, you know, keep it clean. Thank you, by the way. All of the samples were clean. I didn't see a single <laughs> thing. Unless mods got to them first. I didn't you mean see images? anything that was inappropriate. Yeah. Well, the there was some guy who like, posted images of poop, but... Did he? Uh, yeah, but poop I don't know clean. if that... I don't yeah, think that was on that article. That was yeah, probably you're just... you're thinking of something uh, Lots of penis zeldas. Um, <laughs> so we got over 500 responses, which, like, Thank you, by the yeah. way. If you stopped to you know comment and talk about the art style, that was really cool of you. Uh, so some here's a couple of select responses. Uh, the most uh, here's one of the more recent ones or one of the more popular ones. Uh, he wanted the uh, this comes from Techno Hobbit, and he says I want them to use the art style <laughs> Link has Good in name. Super Smash Brothers U, which in my opinion is a near perfect mix of Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess's art styles, which is true. Uh, he sort of has the the gauntlet covering one of his arms, and yep. it, it has that Twilight Princess vibe, but it has very vibrant colors to sure. Skyward Sword. I like that. Mm -hmm. I want that. You yeah. don't? I don't either. I like the I like the art style. I wouldn't oh, play yeah, a yeah. whole game like it though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, a response to that uh, suggestion came from Shotgun Howard. Uh, he said, many, many people believe this is how he's going to look, too. Uh, it may not have been decided yet, but all earlier Smash games have been based on Link's look uh, for his appearance in other games, prior games to the, to the release of whatever Smash Bros. it was, right? Uh, look at uh, Brawl. The Brawl look came from Twilight Princess. Yep. The one before that was sort of Ocarina of Time, right? He had the white tights on and things yeah. like that. Yep. Um, so... Uh, I don't know if they meant to just do a mix of Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword Link, uh, but there sure is no Link in a Zelda game who looks exactly like this, uh, speaking to that art style. Uh, if they didn't aim for a mix, they either brought uh, thought something out themselves or they just based it on an upcoming game. I don't know, but the possibility is there. I, I think, think that's sure. a good point. Yeah, I don't know if they'd do that. The, it it seems like Nintendo is too secretive to do that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, they're cool. not stupid. They've been It'd around be the cool, block before. Yeah. Like, they know that if they do that, people are going to speculate. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I agree. I think they probably just made their own thing. I think it's it's they took kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, those are the... I think Skyward Sword Link is the one most people think of currently as the current Link, I guess, because it's the most recent, like, full Zelda game. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, so really quick, this ties into uh, Andrew's point because Andrew kind of agreed with this. But Gamer Guy five fifteen says, "I think they already nailed it." And his image was the Wii U Tech demo. Yeah, uh, mm. and uh, on you Facebook, want that one? this was oh, yeah. this was really? a very common suggestion. Uh, even on Facebook, I, loyal say... listener Carlos Vargas, uh, he, who he loves Wind Waker, by the way, he thought that he would love to see that art style. That seemed yeah. to be like most of the responses were that. Like yeah. when I when I skimmed the uh, the comments. Um, <laughs> 
I, I, you know, I, I think that's great. I love the tech demo, the way it looked. I'd love to play a game like that. My one worry with the more kind of realistic look, and realistic obviously looks, it's not realistic, right? right. It's, it's kind of still fairy tale and video gamey looking, is the animation. You know, I thought the, the realistic looking Zeldas had the most, the stiffest animations when he's running. Yeah. But that may also be because of the way he holds the sword when he's running. They didn't give mm-hmm. him a, a, a real kind of running with a sword animation. Yeah, you should never run with a sword, by the way. It's <laughs> very dangerous. Not, yeah, kind of like true. running with scissors. No, but yeah. it's because of the Wiimote, right? Like yeah. you're always holding it like, like a candle in front of you, and that yeah. looks really stupid. It's so like a five-year-old kid. Yeah, if they drop motion controls, could actually look really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that is tech limitations. I think uh, when they've tried, even Twilight, like I think they... Um, you know, that was the most advanced Zelda at the time, but it obviously, if you look at the beginning of this generation versus now, I think they've learned a lot. And you can see that even in Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. My thing is, like, I this is actually the opposite argument of what I had always taken. I always wanted sort of the the more Toon Link, more, like, leaning towards Wind Waker, which is why I actually kind of like the, or I actually really like the art style in Skyward Sword, because I think it's actually kind of a really nice marriage of realistic sure. Link with kind of that more, like, stylized, cel-shaded kind of look. Um, but that said, like, I think now, like, Nintendo has entered HD full on like I think like Mario looks amazing and when you look at the Mario model in 3D World I think that that seems like you know even just from demos and stuff looks like kind of what Mario should be in HD and I want that for Link I want that definitive HD Link and for me the the coolest way to do that is is like something like that Wii U Tech Demo something that's just like that Mm -hmm. hyper realistic like Skyrim style like this is like our adventurer wearing his green tunic I think that's really cool nobody said they wanted the Link Between Worlds Link I wonder why (laughs) (laughs) I will play a whole nother I'll I'll play Link Between Worlds 2 which that same art style. You want I think, to, we're going to get think, into that honestly, later. Side rule. People are being babies about that art style. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa. Whoa. Whatever. Whatever. You want the, here. You I want, said it. You, you want, want Link sausage side versus yeah. Link to You want the along? rabbi sausages? <laughs> yeah, sure. Rabbi I, sausages sound amazing. So I, Haters. I'm, I'm at the halfway point where I really like the top-down perspective. I really like the art style of that game when you're when you're far away. You're when stuck they're between worlds. When you're yeah. When you're, yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm the link between worlds in this argument. Um, I like that. <laughs> I like when it's top-down, just kind of new Super Mario Brothers style, like 3D sprite, 2D world. Sure. That I really like. The like cutscenes kind of stuff, like when you see like or like when you see like a like a render of that character. That's when it looks really weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so, that's not that I often. Disagree. But that's fine. So just to get back on track, because we're going to save this one for a future uh, episode, we we do have a link to the pe- a link between worlds impressions planned for you, but we'll talk more about it next week. Sorry, I know some of you really want us to talk about it, but I'd rather wait. Next week we're going to have a special guest. I'll tell you. Can about I it say later. right now that I absolutely love it? No. <laughs> uh, yes, you can get say out. That. It's yeah. like when a, a, quickly. A, a, I, you I get, just you I want to go to the back barber to, uh, and they cut in your hair and they're like, "Is this too short?" And we're like, "Well." <laughs> It's too late now. It's there, so <laughs> work with it. All right, so going back to the art, uh, I really like uh, Jeff031's uh, response. Where he says, it doesn't have to be this old, but I think a rugged, mature link would be a great twist. And I actually printed it out if you guys want to yeah, look over I love here. That cool. Yeah, uh, This image you know, this has been seen before. While, yeah. um, definitely, uh, <clears throat> while we're talking about these, you should definitely check out the comments thread to last week's post uh, on IGN. I'll make sure to link to it in the blog post, but look through the responses. Some of them offered some really interesting selections. What do you think of that, right? An older, mature, old man. I, I mean, like, I love the idea. Almost like Joel in The Last of Us, where you're like a little, like you like don't aim super well, and you like move a little more slowly. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of them doing that. I just yeah. can't see them ever going down that path. It's, it's just weird, because it throws away all the story conventions. It's always about like this, you know, this a boy. A young hero. Like, yeah. And he's just like... 
If he's like, oh, God damn it, Death but, Mountain again. But, but it could be like Unforgiven or, you yeah. know, or even like, what was the, uh, that Star Trek episode, Next Generation, like Best of Bo- Both Worlds, where like Picard is older yeah. and like. He's on his yeah, like. Eighth, older than he's. Uh, he's he's on his eighth old. Epona. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it'd be cool if they did that time travel element yeah. where you get, you start with the old guy and like maybe his kids are, will we'll learn about like his adventures and then he has to like jump into action and like. See, that I really get, like. Get I don't know if I would play out. a whole game like that, yeah. but it would be cool if there was like. You jumped into the Temple of Time, and there was like a whole temple you had to play as, like yeah, or all stages of life. I mean, like honestly, like let them take the Ocarina of Time idea and take it a little bit further, which is like you go all through. It's like Beyond Two Souls. That would be cool. Or if you meet Old Link, if if you become someone like you use the Ocarina to encounter this person, Days of Future Past. But if they go with Old Link, like it could also be uh, God. This turned into uh, uh, (laughs) fan fiction. Yeah, really fan fiction cast. Um, I'm writing all of this down, guys. Just a young young Zelda fits with this too, right? Even though that's very Last of Us, which was done. But I feel like a young, a younger Zelda fits with this kind of interestingly, right? The old hero who I mean, that's creepy. I would love creepy. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, it is a love story. It doesn't have to be. It does when it's Link and Zelda. No. I mean, that that's the point, though, right? Exactly. I want them to turn that convention on its head, right? I think it would be cool where it's like the king is in trouble. He's old. His friend is this older dude who becomes an adventurer to save his daughter and bring her to what, wherever. If, like, if I mean, like this with another franchise. If you were like, "Hey, in this game, Super Mario is sixty-five years old and the princess is <laughs> okay, seven. fan fiction. No, but I mean, like let's, again, let's, let's, The Last of Us and Walking Dead and all kinds of other games have that dynamic because they don't have the built history, <laughs> the lineage of twenty years of these characters trying to fall in love with. But each again, other. it's it's not the same link. Like the whole point, the cool thing about Zelda is all you right, can right, reinvent right. it every time. Time out. Ah, this can go on forever, and we need to keep going. So I'm sorry. Uh, this week in Zelda fanfic. Um, next. So creepy. Andrew's so creepy. <laughs> Montoy B uh, said, hopefully never, girl. Girl. hopefully never... Hopefully <laughs> never... Okay, are we ready? <laughs> Hopefully never like this, and he linked to the CDI Zelda games, which was, oh. uh, yeah, it's nope. a really ugly shot of uh, what I can assume is the king of Hyrule um, tossing a beer back in a Okay, maybe I'm crazy, but if they made a full 3D Zelda game that looked like that and it played like the 3D Zelda games, I would play it. Of course you would. Yeah, you're weird. Take so, some sausage to your sideburns while you're good, in Good, I will. I'll eat them. Sakon the Thief <laughs> said, uh, last response from the IGN uh, article, Steampunk Zelda, anyone? Which I think is a thing folks have been asking for for a while, too, just putting that out there. Um, so from Facebook, really quickly, uh, Zimmer Ramiz submitted a very dark Zelda um, sort of based on oh Majora's Mask, God. it kind of wants that. Yeah. I want that. Oh my God! If they did, if the if the Majora's Mask remake was like fully in HD on Wii U instead of being like a just an upres N64 game, look at that art style and that image. Yeah, oh yeah there God. was a there was a cool trailer too on YouTube, right? Like a fan made trailer for kind of Majora's Mask. Um, oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. I, I mean, they could that. do what they did with Link to the World, really cool. where it's not really a Majora's Mask remake slash sequel. It's sort of like building on it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, a dark and just to read his comment, a dark and stylized look, basically something along the lines of Majora's Mask, but in HD and way more detailed. Uh, Dem Chanel's, uh, I'm probably saying Dem Chanel's, Dem Chanel's, yeah. Uh, just so read it really quickly. He wrote a lot. Um, as controversial as it may sound, I would personally prefer a style that's a little more reminiscent of the traditional Japanese ink drawings. Nothing quite as dramatic as Okami, which, by the way, uh, side note, Okami was sort of a sume art style, like it sort of just r- focuses more on brushstrokes and like definition like yeah. very lightly 
Um, so going back to what you said, though certainly some form of design that allows for heavy ink strokes in both colors. Just imagine riding out upon uh, Epona beneath a crimson paper moon, cherry blossom petals, uh, you know, sort of behind you, or slashing at enemies and seeing their dramatic ink splatters arc out from beneath their bodies. He's kind of describing Okami, even though I don't think he meant to. Yeah. At yeah. least that's yeah. the picture I have in my head, but maybe, you know, there, w- there wasn't a, an image to go along with it, but it, it sounds cool regardless. Um, I think... Especially Japanese art direction is always fantastic, right? Yeah. And when you, you know, Japanese art itself is also really kind of amazing. It just doesn't, sure. it doesn't <clears throat> sell, though. That, that one thing we know is that we can all be appreciative of artistic vision and, and cool-looking original stuff. But the more traditional look just connects with more people. You know, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. sad truth. No, yeah, it's true. It is. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it is. At the end of the day, they still have to have it be commercially viable. And they're not going to, yeah. Zelda of all franchises, and on Wii U especially, they're not going to take a big risk like that, I don't think. I mean, the funny thing for Zelda is, like, to be totally honest as I think about this, I don't need any particular art style. I just want it to be cool and impressive. Like, I mean, like, when you think of the first time you saw Hyrule Field way back on 64, and it was so insane how big it felt, and now it feels, like, super tiny, of course. But it's, like, I want that feeling again of, like, that. And and I I kind of started to get it in Skyward Sword, and I feel like I never fully did. But I... um, I want to be like like wowed by how big this world is, and I want to feel like it's like endless exploration, like like almost like that feeling you get from. You know, like, I hate to say it, but it's like the scope of like a GTA or like something like that. Obviously, Zelda's not going to be that because it's not going to be an open world game. But I think you can you can in the HD era, I, I trust Nintendo to make it feel like the world is as big as the adventure is. You know? Yeah, totally. And I think with Zelda, you have the creative freedoms of being able to do what you can't do in GTA games. Like, say for example, you're driving around in GTA and you like see something in a tree, you can't get out of your car and hook shot up to it. Yes, exactly. Right? But in Zelda games, you could be like, I can do that. So as long they, as it's a puzzle, yes. Sure. Yeah. 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 But so, so uh, but I mean, that gives you the opportunity to kind of constrain it a little more, so it's not as crazy as a GTA, but it can be that size, knowing that you can kind of explore every nook and cranny of it using the the tools right. that Link has. And I, yeah, exactly. I, I really dig that. Like, and I totally feel like what you're saying. Like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword were like kind of on the cusp of that. Like Twilight Princess, a little more actually. I feel like there's a little more exploration in that game. But yeah, and um, it doesn't have to literally be open world. I just want it to feel big and yeah. like like be open in the sense of like like you look out and you're like oh my god i can go there and i can yeah, go there and that's cool yeah, yeah like and that, those big that's sweeping vistas like that's something i feel like zelda has not really done i mean in twilight yes. princess it felt like it was it was huge but it it's you still kind of eventually realize wow these maps have boundaries and it doesn't feel that big mm-hmm. exactly but then again you'd see hyrule castle in the distance and it was like, really impressive yeah i like, know exactly yeah. i think by at the time you know ocarina of time had a huge landscape right yeah. like yeah. just get take when you left kokiri uh forest in the beginning and you walked out and you're like oh my god and you can, you go can to walk around. Yeah, right? yeah no, and that, yeah. that's kind of what I mean. I want that, yeah. but now you know we're on the next gen. Like, I mean, right. let's see what we you can do. Let's yeah. like push it to a limit. Its limits now, well, and Zelda's uh, the franchise to do that. The with. weird thing is that, like, if you look at GTA, you look at the map. It's a, like a giant square or Ninja Turtle face, whatever the hell it is, <laughs> new one. And it's just sort of like, hey, go anywhere. But in Zelda, it's always been sort of like, here's like five to ten really big environments, and you can do anything you want within them. But all of them on your map really only have like one or two exits and entrances that's into right. them. Yeah. So there's just like, you look down, there's a big circle and there's just like, oh, that little rectangle down there, that's my only in and out of this yeah. entire field. So I think they'd need to kind of find a way to kind of fluidly connect all of those areas a little bit better. So, I mean, we don't need a highway system and roads and stuff like that. <laughs> no, no. But, no, but it would be cool if it was just like, oh, I can just hop over this bush here and I'm and over go there. in this area yeah. or I can fly in from here and I'm here. So I agree with that. And I think more importantly, just varied environments because yep. my, my big complaint about Skyward Sword is that you kind of revisit the same places. Oh, yeah. And so I, yeah. would, I would rather see... 
like you know, however they're going to do them, make it feel like I'm going to a hundred different places. Make it feel like I'm really exploring this whole vast land mm-hmm. and every place. Like, because even Ocarina of Time, I thought did that better. Where like mm-hmm. everywhere you're going feels distinct, you know. And it's like, yeah. like when you're with the Gerudos or when you're at the Spirit Temple, that is so different than when you're at the Forest Temple or when you're like yeah. exploring different parts. And I Got think it. Skyward, for all its strengths, didn't quite give me that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Martin uh, Riggenbach says uh, this is my favorite link and it's the cover of uh, Zelda uh, Link's Awakening yes. with the Japanese cover. <laughs> yes, I yeah. love that one so much. So I love cool. that that's one. That's really good, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. So that's uh, question and responses. Thank you again. Please check out the thread on IGN. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Pear, you got some emails for us? Sure, you want to go to reader emails <laughs> or listener emails as it were? Yeah. Um, remember, you can email us at anytime at nvc at IGN.com. We read all your emails uh, of course, we can't answer all of them, and we only read a couple few on the on the air here. Remember, keep it short; otherwise, um, you know, we can't read entire novels. But first question <laughs> here is: uh, Hey guys, I just wanted to know, uh, and this t- ties in with our Castlevania episode, which we recently did with Colin. Uh, what Castlevania brought to the table to warrant the Vania and Metroidvania? As far as I can remember, Metroid had the whole backtracking. Um, thing since the first game. I know Castlevania had some backtracking, but it was, that was after choosing to deviate from the proper path, blah, blah, blah. Um, so this was from Chris. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people look at the original Castlevania game, which came out in 86, and compared to Metroid, which also came out in 86, mm-hmm. and say, wait, Metroid had... Metroid had the Metroidvania aspect and Castlevania didn't. But the difference is there was another game that year, right? There was a a uh, uh, Japanese-only release called Vampire Killer, Mm -hmm. which was a Castlevania game in Japan. It just never got um, released in the U.S. under the Castlevania name. And that actually came out in October of that same year. So Mm -hmm. those two games were in development, or those three games were in development at the same time. Metroid, Castlevania, and Vampire Killer. And Vampire Killer, which was on the MSX2, actually did have all the backtracking. And so that's why, you know, people use metroidvania if you want to be super technical like of course metroid came out in august the other games came out later so you could yeah. say metroid style but i think it's nice to credit the castlevania games there's been just thing. kind of an yeah. ebb and flow between the two series as exactly. far as exploration goes where one kind of takes it in a certain direction and yep. the other tries it in mm. a completely different way but yeah so yeah. Pear, i just want to say thank you for that that was fascinating yeah, I, did that was... Not, I did not know that yeah so, i didn't know that either i always assumed well, it was because they you know the years that followed they did like yeah, like Jose yeah. just said they kind of alternated and they each added and i mean I think it's more that like it's not about which came first. It's about like for like a decade there, those were the two franchises that were you yeah. Know, and there was a couple it. years in the middle too where they were sort of doing like there were GBA games where there were there were Metroid games and Castlevania games that were kind of like neck and neck, kind of doing the same type mm. of thing. And then all of those stopped. Metroid <laughs> Two on GBA, I mean on Game Boy. I was really surprised they went yeah. for the open world style on that. But anyway, <laughs> I, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I wonder. I mean, it's possible that these designers inspired each other too, right? Of course. Like if they talked about these games in magazines before they were out, maybe yep. you know the team over at Konami said, "Hey, let's add this in." Uh, but there were also other games on already before the the NES and the MSX two that had that kind of setup too, right? Like, I mean, we 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 played games in the old days that had these adventure um, elements where you where you could open doors or had item gates and all that stuff. Where's my new Super Metroid, man? That's all huh? I want. I yeah, I no, it yeah. cannot be new Super Metroid. Absolutely no, not. I, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely 3D sprites, not. 2D world, side scrollers, like Metroid Dread, like Is that rumor for Metroid Dread. Metroids and stuff. Bop, in the back. Oh, no. I love it. <laughs> no, it'll happen. So it'll it's adorable. Happen. All right. Yeah. What all right next question this? comes from Dignified Beard. Ooh, um, Smarty. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Smarty. My fiance has gotten very into gaming lately, especially Nintendo games like Mario and Assassin's Creed. Uh, not Assassin's Creed, <laughs> AC. Animal oh, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Oh, <laughs> nice one. You Animal's Creed. Yeah. Animal's Creed. 
Assassin's cute Crossing. Animal. She <laughs> has never played a Zelda game, and I want to get her into it, but I don't know which one to start her with. Would you recommend one of the newer ones that um, that have a ton of helpful hints throughout, like Skyward Sword, or one of the classics that really define the series? Or would the newest A Link Between Worlds be the way to go? I Ocarina think of Time 3D. World. I think what? A Link Between Worlds really? is the way to go. Yeah, I, I recommend uh, Ocarina of Time 3D to any new Zelda fan, because really? it's, it's you get to live it the way that we remember it. You know what, though? I, I would say a link between worlds too because yeah. you don't you're not fighting the lock on system like for a new mm. gamer right somebody who hasn't yeah. played that many games yeah. oh that's I was, true yeah I was thinking yeah. the same thing like yeah. I mean learn like my fiance plays video games but they're very much like they've got to be like 2D based in fact I'm sort of terrified about 3D world like when we play it together she doesn't play games that are in 3D open spaces like that so it could be just like a huge struggle so. Ocarina of Time is a good choice, and it's a great first Zelda for somebody that like wants to see what Zelda's like. But honestly, like if you have the Virtual Console, let her try the first one. Like it's you think a, so? I walk into a cave, grab a sword, walk out in the world, and I feel you're like playing that's Zelda. really hard. I that's, think yeah, that's really hard. Zelda one's it is really hard, hard, but yeah. it'll give you. I mean, I'm not saying she has to be put it, some hair in your chest. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll give you this sort of an idea of like this is what this game is yeah. at its core. So. I think I think it's too hard, honestly. I, yeah, I don't know I really if that do would work. Um, I, I, I think it's a good suggestion though, but um, yeah, I think a leak between worlds does the best job of. Uh, time to you know time to sort is significantly shorter the way it presents itself is very cute and uh it's something that it's a nod to people who remember a link to the past but for people who don't have any experience with that game it still feels super charming yeah. and super well done see i yeah. i mean i totally agree with you but yeah. i i feel like the the 2d to 3d like painting to the wall oh uh, you think that'll stuff, break people it's ah, it's tricky okay. man like yeah. that is some and i was jose and we'll talk about this more next week but there's a lot of really good puzzles in that game and i kept saying to myself like Am I flying through these because I'm a Zelda expert and I know these things, or are they more accessible? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll see. It's like we'll, we'll I, see when one one more. People I mean, having it. not even played it the full version yet, I've only played like at events and stuff. I I'm guessing that yes, you're flying through it because you're a Zelda expert. Yeah. Because I think that's why I always say Ocarina of Time because I feel like Ocarina of Time is the most basic, like quintessential. This is what Zelda is for people to just understand. But the story is really accessible. It doesn't get super confusing. I don't. I don't think it's like hard to follow what's going on in the I Ocarina just, of Time story. I just story. feel like no newly engaged couple should ever have to share the water temple. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no one. Like just keep hold on to your happiness. Like you got. Figure out everything else later. Like, I like it, it. It's just not worth it. Touche. Right? All, right. all right. Last good, question. Good answers. Uh, yep. All right. How about um, how about this one? Uh, good day, mates. Okay. Uh, I can't do an Australian accent being German. Good day, so mate. Give me a day, day. Go. <laughs> This is uh, Brian from Australia, and his name is Fine Lerv on my IGN. So thanks for joining the club, sir. I was hoping you guys would have some journalistic insight into something that I've wondered for a while. Why do some retail, game, retail games not appear on the eShop? Is there some kind of fee from Nintendo or an ongoing cost that prevents titles like uh, Call of Duty or Mass Effect or any any EA game, for that matter, from being distributed digitally? Thanks for the podcast. That's a good question. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I've talked to folks in the industry and I heard different, there, there are different reasons. There's not one reason why sure. a game is not available digitally, right? Like, And it's not it's not limited to the Wii U. Like, Beyond Two Souls didn't come out on as a download yeah. on PS3 and there are other games that are not available. I you know, like one thing, yes, relationships between companies, right? EA made a big push for Origin, 
their download service and maybe they didn't like the margins of the eShop and and they never got to an agreement with Nintendo. I think it's much more likely that EA didn't have faith in numbers. They made very large games, right? They didn't create small downloadable games um, for the Wii U. They had stuff like Mass Effect, which are, you know, multiple gigabytes. The Wii U isn't exactly endowed with storage space, right? Right Mm -hmm. off the bat. So they may have said, hey, all that work that it will take to create an executable, like downloadable version of Mass Effect is just not worth the but, amount of downloads we're going to yeah. So, so yeah. it's a contractual thing for sure, but isn't there sort of a long tail to a digital product where, okay, on a store shelf, it's taking up space and it may or may not be there, but in a digital space, if it's, it's, if it, if it's a digital download, those things sort of can sell for a really long time, almost forever, because someone may or may not be interested. For sure. Yeah, I just I don't know. I guess I find it weird to 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 consider. Yeah, we wouldn't put it on the eShop when in actuality you'll probably it, over time do better it, versus it, you know yeah. the short retail cycle. For but what it may it's be worth. it may be support too. You know, then they have to support the downloadable version. It's like it may have just been too much of a pain in the butt for yeah. EA to to yeah. support this. Right? Uh, There's definitely. I mean, large file size downloads are still an issue, right? Even on on the next gen platforms right. that are coming out now yeah. and. And, uh, you know, when you're looking at, at the Wii U, they may have just said it's not worth it. Well, uh, it yeah. makes you wonder, too, like for these contracts, like how much money does Nintendo see on a download versus how much the initial publisher would sure, see on yeah. And that's also had probably as part of the consideration as well. But honestly, I got to think, I mean, Nintendo and EA worked closely enough together in the past uh, that the, if, if that was the issue, I think they would have come to a, a resolution there. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, Nintendo is pretty much in line with Sony and Microsoft when it comes to digital downloads and, and, you know, the split and everything. So I don't think it's that. I okay, honestly think it's it's just one more thing that they have to worry about is supporting the digital SKU and actually creating it, right? It's like right. a game runs differently off a hard drive as, than it runs from a disc, right? And yeah. I forget, was Mass Effect multi-disc on Wii U as well? Mm, so, I don't know. It was I, on 360. I forget. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, I should have checked that. But, like, that. you know, yeah. if you build in this stuff like a disc swap <laughs> in the middle of the game, you actually have to then create a different version for, yes. for the digital yeah. space. And, yeah, and I think that's... Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. I think it's exactly... Probably exactly that, that they knew the Wii U number, the Wii U skew was going to have the lowest yeah. margins for them. So it's like they probably didn't want to put in the extra time to and do I, those yeah. things. And but I think they decided on that pretty early because they never made the DLC available for Mass Effect. And I mean, I think it's, yeah. Also, yeah. it's probably also yeah. a port yeah. issue, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. it, games that are built from the ground up for Wii U, I think you probably will see always coming to a digital version and a. Uh, uh, disc version, but I think games that were ported, it, it's exactly what you're saying. There might be because of the gamepad or because of any other things, creating that digital file might be more complicated than we understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and you get the same thing with um, Activision hasn't put any of their games on the eShop. Like, there's no Call of Duty games there. If I wanted to just impulsively check out the new Call of Duty on Wii U, I mm-hmm. can't. But it brings up. I mean, when you mentioned Beyond on um, PS3 that you can't download it, I know it's killing you to not say that. Uh, <laughs> That's that sort of maybe this is like a a, a a kind of industry wide. There's no standard practice for this kind of stuff right now. Like, and I think the publisher that comes out, the first party publisher that comes out and says every single one of our retail games will be day and date on our downloadable stores. That's going to be the pu- the publisher. Well, I mean, that's Sony. I mean, that's yeah, what Sony's but doing. I mean, it's not with Beyond though, yeah. right? Well, so, but I mean, I mean, on PS4, yeah. sure. finally. So on PS3, yeah. it was a notor- it was a problem forever. The Last of Us finally did it. They're getting there in first party, but PS4 and Vita now all do that. Right. And Nintendo first party has been great about that. Sure, Every Nintendo sure. game and, now, and that's and that's yeah. fine. But I think Nintendo has always just had this sort of like. 
hey, you know, uh, we'll support it if you want, but <laughs> come to us and we'll work with you maybe. Well, it's but, also the first party versus third party thing. Like yeah. they're really good about doing it first party, but it seems like third party it's becoming a little yeah. bit of a problem. Yeah, but, but Ubi, Ubisoft's good about it, yeah, right, on the Wii sure. U. So, I mean, yeah. I, it differs from company to company. And it's, and it's actually cool once you see these things come together on the eShop because it's like the, like, I mean, we have IGN.com. We have big stories every single day and we fit them in squares and covers mm. all over. <laughs> and we have, you know, uh, here's a story about a downloadable game and it's the same size as here's a story about Call of Duty. And the eShop does that too. Like the way you build out that, they, the way they build up that shop is Mutant Muds, the big square for it. It's the same size as Super Mario 3D World mm-hmm. or something like that. So the promotional space is similar. So there's room for everybody to fight yeah. over, the, you know, your attention. It's just a matter of these developers deciding that's where they want to put their games. Yeah, yeah for sure. In the meantime, don't hold it against those games. I mean, a lot of the games that aren't available for download are actually pretty good on that's Wii right. U. So, yeah. you know. And a whole bunch of uh, third-party <coughs> games just came out, you know, between Batman, Assassin's Creed, Need for Speed is coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, those are actually all good games. Check yeah. them out. Watch Dogs right. once it finally comes out. Yeah, maybe. So we're going to take a quick <laughs> break, and when we come back, uh, some Pokemon adventures, but not yes. from Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Goldfarb. Yes. You have been playing some Pokemans. I have. I'm at, um, I think, like 60 hours. Um, and I'm finally about to, I'm like on Victory Road right now, so I'll finally fight the Elite Four. But I have all eight badges, and um, I think I have like close, I think I have like right at 300 in my Pokedex so far. Okay. Can you give some to Brian? His are all dead. Oh, <laughs> They're all dead. That's sad. Yeah. They're all sleeping. I mean, it's, so I was really, really, really hardcore into Pokemon for everything through Diamond and Pearl, mm-hmm. and then I kind of slowed down. Um, and I didn't play, you know, black and white came out on the same day as the 3DS. So I bought my 3DS and I was like, oh, I'll wait for gray. Then instead of gray, it was black two, white two. And I still didn't buy them because they were on original DS. Um, so this is the first one I've gotten really into in a while, especially because I think the graphics are so cool and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. but I'm loving every second of it. I'm playing Y specifically. Okay. It, How many hours have you put in? I think it's like 60. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, Brian, nice. when are you going to play again? I will. I was playing that that you know hot little indie Zelda game that came out. Oh yeah, yeah. See, oh, I'm I'm that's once I beat the Elite Four, I'm sure I'll quit yeah. Pokemon for a while and get into Zelda while I'm uh, you know while I'm home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm gonna play quite a bit of Zelda. I like that little indie ga- game. Me too. Well. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a it could go somewhere that franchise. Yeah, they're gonna have an old man with a beard in the next one. I hear. So maybe. Can, <laughs> can we talk can about that one, girl? or is it, is it information? Uh, I also wanted to hear a little bit more about Andrew's Pokemon. All right, thing. I also going. wanted oh, to sure. bring something up. Um, so I bought uh, Pokemon X and Y for my niece and nephew. My nephew mm-hmm. is about to be thirteen, and my niece is, I think, seven um, or six. Uh, no, seven. And so, so many Nintendo games have autosave, and I, I feel really weird about this because I didn't pick this up in the review. But so many Nintendo games have an autosave feature, have mm. a way to quickly save and keep progress because the young ones are playing. And my niece, you know, she she gets games, she loves games, 
but she'll play for like an hour and then turn off her 3DS thinking, I'm done. And then Ooh. she's losing an hour of yeah, progress. Yeah, that sucks. Mm. Um, and she doesn't cry about it. She just goes, oh, I could just do that again. I mean, she's, she, you know, she's very lighthearted and she, yeah. kinda, like, I would she, cry she goes it. for it. But, um, you know, that kind of sucks. <laughs> Similar yeah. experience at my house. My daughter, actually, she just kind of paused the game and left her D- 3DS on mm. and then walked away. And then, of course, the thing ran out of battery. Okay. And she's like, I lost two hours of progress. Yeah, well, now yeah. your daughter knows that yeah. when you don't take care of something, it dies. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a good life lesson. There yeah. is some value to that lesson, but yeah. I do feel like um, the idea of stopping to save... I mean, granted, games should do that, but at the same time, I think autosaving is very important. Yeah, I mean, especially I'm, for a kids' game. After playing like Bioshock and Fallout and all these games this gen, where I just stop and save every twenty seconds, yeah. like that's just how I play games now. Like I save in Pokemon. It, it, like if it's funny because people are always like live streaming games and stuff, and if someone was somehow watching me play Pokemon, it would be like infuriating because like really? everything I do, I find an item on the ground, I save. I win a battle, wow. I save. Like I am saving like every minute, basically. See, I, I I feel like that's sort of a like a product of us being kind of older gamers. Like sure. when I was a kid, you would be, you'd rent yeah. a game, you'd be sitting on the floor playing it, your mom would walk in and be we like, gotta go. Time, yeah. And it would just, she'd but, step but, on the floor and it would be like, but I need the password. But I need the password. Yeah, the password was 80 things in a uh-huh. row. And if you wrote yeah. the Q instead of an R, it was just like, Didn't nope. Work. Yeah, I mean, you gotta I play Kid Icarus from the start. I like, made my family late to every single thing as a kid because I was like, I have to find a save point before we can yeah. leave the house. Yeah. I was okay. like, super so my kids actually try that. And I'm like, I know that game, dude, that doesn't have save it's awesome, yeah. And my wife's always like, I'm glad you're here. Because <laughs> they would totally get away with that. But yeah, like, no. but uh, I remember like, you know, Final Fantasy it used to drive me crazy. Like, mm-hmm. there'd be... I'd be like, all right, I, I really got to get ready. I only have 10 minutes left. I got to get out of here. I got to got to catch the bus. And then there's like a, a fork, yeah, left or right. And you're like, crap. And yep. then you go left and you're like, oh, no, what if there was a treasure chest on the right? And like you just waste all this time and you can't save. Yeah. And right. then I discovered PC gaming where like for some odd reason, a lot of PC games let you save everywhere. You're yeah. like, yeah. before I walk into this Wasn't room, I'm going to revel- save. Uh, that was a revelation but, for me. When but, I played a game that I could just save anywhere, I was like, where has this been? But it created this OCD nature it where does. I'm like, save take a couple of yeah, steps save too. take a couple of that's steps totally, and that's, it kind of wrecked the game it does too. that's yeah, how I play know? I mean I what I like so Final Fantasy 3 on like the the sprite based or the the like 3D chibi version remake that they made on mm. DS Final Fantasy 3 has a uh, quick save chibi sorry uh, <laughs> Did I pronounce it wrong? I, know, I thought I heard a chibi re- it's uh, like the cute little character okay yeah. cool. um, explain it but yeah. there's um a quick save option, which is cool, because there's there's proper save points, but anywhere in the world map, wherever you are, you can quick save, and then yeah. just turn off your system, and then come back, and you start right there, and you can't, like, once you load that quick save, you can never load it again. Yep. It's just nice, because you don't get that feeling of, like, oh my god, I'm nowhere near town, there's no save point. I was when I played the first virtual console games. I'm like, wait, you can you can save anywhere now, right? Because you can right. do yeah. that. Yeah. So it actually is really nice, and I feel so like nice. every handheld should have. If the handheld knows it's freaking out of battery, it should know to just save your game. Save, I agree. Do an interrupt. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Like I mean, yeah. it handheld especially, like, yeah, every game needs to have an, a save anywhere feature or exactly like you said. Like, it should somehow know system-wide, like, I'm shutting down, so I am creating yep. a save file here or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yeah. soon, huh? But I mean, Pokemon does let you save anywhere. I mean, it's just like, they it's do. hard to communicate that to a child, obviously. Exactly, but, yeah. But um, I mean, you can save anywhere in the map. You can save in the middle of dungeons. I'm glad she has a good attitude about it, but I feel like ugh, that kind of hurts a little bit. I yeah. don't know. Um, any other, like, sort of observations about Pokemon? Like, what sort of stands just, out to you? I mean, just that, like, you know, I think um, when people first saw screenshots and videos not on a DS, it's hard to convey what that game really looks like. Because I think on, on the DS screen, just looks better than it ever will on, like, IGN, where it's kind of stretched and doesn't maybe look that great. But, like, when you first get to, what is it, Lumios? 
city. Yeah. Uh, the big round city. I was like, holy crap. Like, I mean, like, there are just moments in that game where just, like, visually, I was like, this is really cool. Sure. Yeah, the camera um, goes to shit in that stage, though. In yeah. That in that city. It, but It's really it's hard really skating good. around. Yeah, and sure. And it's also, like, yeah. it's not unbroken, which is frustrating because you're, you're in this huge city, like, the biggest thing ever in a Pokemon game, yeah. and you're skating around, and then it, like, loads the next section, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a little dumb. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're even not even just there, for example, but, like, when you first get to... Um, there's like a bridge at one point that you come to that's like super gorgeous and like like the mm-hmm. camera. I love when the camera angle like changes and it's yeah, like specifically yeah. to show you like this pretty thing. And there are these cool like photo points where you yeah. like uh, take a picture next to the little photo icon and like it, yeah. it's just it's, it's a really moments, cute smart game. Yeah, and, and spots in that game where you can tell this is their f- this sort of feels like their that team's first 3D game because you'll just yeah. stand in a certain spot. The camera will change just to show you something. And that something has no real relevance. <laughs> it, to anything. It's, it's just, just like, pretty. Yeah. Hey, a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. All right, we made it. <laughs> yeah. See yeah. that thing? We made that thing. But yeah. I mean, I, I do like the new art style a lot. I like the character customization. I bought a stupid different colored messenger bag for no reason for like a thousand dollars. I think uh, it's Not really a cool. Real thousand dollars. No, just before I bought the game, I went out and bought a okay. messenger bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no I, complimented I, me on it. Yeah. I think it's cool that um, you have uh, all the. In addition, just the game. You could play that game, do Pokemon battles, fight, play your way through the campaign, and never see all these cool other features. But like they added all like the O powers. They added um, Pokemon to me is really cool. Like getting like your friendliness of your Pokemon up. Um, yeah. I think they do really smart things that are like I've already found errors where like oh you can't come here unless you have a certain number of badges that are like way, well before where that gym was that I know I can go back to there at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's still Pokemon. It's the same formula. You still have to cut to get past the authority bushes and surf across the water and would you like fast travel would you like it better if they had changed it where there was like an old Pokemon that fell in with love a with a really young with a, Pokemon with a young yeah. girl would yeah, you that prefer really that good. Andrew yeah where, that's, where that's where has this for. idea gone <laughs> alright great well let's uh, let's transition then to mm-hmm. uh, a few very very light impressions on uh, Zelda love it I, I would just love to save a lot of this because next week uh, we're gonna have Keza on and the game's and not out yet either so. yeah the game's not out so you yeah. guys don't want to spoil it no we're not gonna spoil anything but I but here's how it ends the 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 one thing, and I, I haven't beaten it yet, but um, the one thing I really love, I I didn't know that the uh, item rentals would actually have such a, n- a nice impact on how the how much more meaningful death is in that yeah. game, yeah. right? So you're spending all your money to rent all these items. You and have to make cheap. choices. They're and really they're, cheap. They're, they're pretty cheap, but it's still a pain in the butt to go and re-rent them. Mm-hmm. And so when you die, this little nasty bird comes in and takes them all away. He's and, a nasty bird. And like in previous Zelda games, like you die, you're like, ah, big deal. I'm going to yeah. restart at the beginning of the, dungeon. Now, of the dungeon. Now you're like, oh, man, the hammer is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. like that. I thought that was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the non-linearity, too. I think it's really smart that... There, I mean, that is a really, that is like, it sounds stupid, but that is such a big change to the Zelda formula. Like, that shakes it up so much to let you go in any order. Yeah, I mean, and Keza even says it in her review, uh, like, five minutes within starting that game, you can be in your first temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Like, if you think it's, about the last few Zelda games we've had to play, yeah, uh, like, geez, Twilight Princess was six hours of herding goats. And yeah, even Skyward Sword. I mean, long. it's like, yeah, that's true. They like to have their long beginnings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, you just jump right in. Like, I... I mean, we'll talk more next week again, but I'm sure. a- I absolutely love this game. Like, as an old-school Zelda fan, I I got over the art style pretty quickly. It, it Sausage, Sausage Link. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it went from being, like, I don't know what they're trying to do to, you know what, I like it. I, I like what they're trying to do here. And I understand the limitations of the 3DS. I understand that they wanted to jump between 2D and 3D, so they built this world the way it is. Um, I never really feel like it's held back by the fact that it's linked to the past. We had discussions in the office about Mona Lisa 2. You know, yeah. like, how do, you make, how do you make the sequel to, like, no, the most... she's pissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's on her cell phone. And, yeah. Uh, twerking. And, and more importantly, is, is there value to a second Mona Lisa? Like, yeah. What, right. what, it, what would be that value? Yeah. That was a yeah. big, big I mean, that's I'm, I'm really glad it's, I mean, it, it sort of playfully is, but I'm glad it's not literally called A Link to the Past 2. Right, right. Um, Japan it is. Is, is, is it really? 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 Is it Kami Kami no Triforce 2? Kami no Triforce 2. Wow. I know. Triforce of the Gods too. Um, yeah, you know what? I I don't. I'm not that precious over. You know, I feel like artwork. I think you're precious, Perry. Like no, like thank you. <laughs> I think paintings are a little bit of a different story. Yeah. Like a Mona Lisa is a little bit of a different story than a storyline. You know, like sure. where you can continue the story, and mm-hmm. thus it's a much more natural connect- connection. I actually loved starting this game, going like, hey, I know everything. I know where everything is, and then you go into the first dungeon, and you're like, wait. That wasn't yeah. there before, and yeah, like I, suddenly it goes all 3D on you. Like, whoa! I really, li- really I really well. liked yeah. that too. And it was sort of like you know, most Zelda games, there's clouds all over the world, and you can't mm-hmm. tell what's where, and you have to unlock each mm-hmm. area little by little. And here they were like, here's the whole map. Yeah, remember that? And even well, if you're like, nope, then yep. you're like, cool. This is I'm, this is like what Jose and I were sort of torn on. Where I'm trying to think of this game in two minds or two worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's me who played Link to the Past a billion times. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And then there's like your kid has mm-hmm. never played yeah. Link to the Past before. He or she doesn't give a shit if it's like, oh, you know, that's not mm-hmm. canon. You change the hook shot to be like it has like a different noise. And they, they don't care. Like they just want a good Zelda game. And we're both getting those things. Yeah. And they, I, I do feel, that really well. I felt yeah. like they were really respectful too. Like it, first of all, the graphics are cool. It looks really nice. Like yeah. the textures, it's fluid. Like it yeah. runs at 60 frames per, per second, even with the 3D slider up, right? Like mm. so it looks good. Um, did you play with the they, 3D slider up a lot? It, it runs yeah, good. I, I did. I played in 3D it actually it looks good. the entire it time. It, it, it looks really nice. It runs well. Yeah. And then uh, the sounds, man. The oh music God. is oh, awesome, but they use thing. they yeah. use classic sound samples for certain things. Like when the guards spot you and they make that like sound, right? I think that's so cool because they have so many modernized sounds in it, but then they have these classic ones. I thought they were really respectful. This is the only... Uh, 3DS game since Super Mario 3D World where I played in 3D the entire time and at one yeah. point my batteries are getting low and it, I mean I played I played 15 hours over the weekend and my batteries are getting so low that it, the, the red light went on and then it started flickering like crazy <laughs> which I never let that happen and I could have gotten up gone in the other room gotten the charger but I was like I gotta beat this one thing yeah. and then I was like you know what I'm gonna turn the 3D slider down maybe I can get an extra I don't know if that, that old wives tale works but I was like maybe I can get five more minutes of juice out of this thing and I moved it down to 2D and I was like i can't play like this i gotta play in 3d Didn't it, fit, I, it felt it looks less glossy and yeah, like yeah shiny yeah, yeah. It, looks, I, it looks too yeah. plastic at times too though I, I yeah, i'm just like being the I'm devil's the, advocate yeah, here i like, really a little bit i really like the art style in that and i know you don't want a new super metroid but like i like the idea of new super mario brothers being translated to something like this where it makes sense that you have a 3d sprite in a 2d world and yeah. that's what it looks like that's yeah. a, like it's like i don't know if you ever seen like those a kid does like a really weird drawing mm-hmm. and then like someone does like a 3d render of it sure. and it's yeah, like yeah. including like the weird like eye holes being in the total wrong place and like the arm being way too small yeah. but it's like i like that i like the idea of taking the the cool art style from like the past and looking at what it would look like rendered in 3d sure. and i want I, them to do that with kirby and metroid and everything else like i, I, just I wanna, like the idea sure i just want to end on this point um going to pair's point and brian's point earlier a little bit about how i know where everything is and the familiarity that some fans will have with it what i mm. really enjoy too is that when you get Rabio's bracelet 
there are natural boundaries in that world where you look at like ro- uh, you know a big rock and go, Shh, well, I need the power glove for this, mm-hmm. or oh, I need Zora slippers for this. Yeah, you get the bracelet; those things start to melt away. Yeah, and no, it really awesome. changes the way you look at the world, and I think that is uh, is both really yeah. it's just very smart. That that's so true. Like there was specifically there's this one boulder near the desert area mm-hmm. where yeah. I was like, I can't do this yet. God damn it! I'm not, I know these games. I need a bigger boulder, the bigger gloves every single time. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I can just turn into a painting and slide right past this thing and then go check out this whole area down here. Yeah. And you could never do that before. And it's it it's this new mechanic that no one's ever really done that 2D to 3D thing like this. Yeah. Like this is what's so great about Nintendo. They just they come up with this brand new game expanding mechanic that no one's ever done and they just kind of slyly throw it into yeah. their, you know, it, the Zelda game they're working it on. Remember, it re- reminded me a little bit of Paper exactly. Mario, right? Like where there, there are certain areas you could access by yeah. just being yeah. kind of flat and in the 2D world. Yeah. Um, I just realized I actually have to run and do something else. Okay. Um, this has been fun though. I want to talk more Pokemon and hopefully I'll play Zelda before you guys talk about right. it. So yeah, Hopefully sure. I can jump back in. Thank but thank you. you guys for having me. I appreciate Thanks for coming it. Thanks man. Cool. Bye, Andy. All right. Uh, and just really quick, uh, one more point I did want to make was... Um, I felt like a lot of the opening to this game, and I'm not sure, maybe you guys also touched on this, uh, a lot of the opening to this game felt like a response. It felt like a response to a lot of the criticism that has been lobbied against Zelda about how long it takes to get to a sword, how long it takes to get into the game, how the world sort of doesn't, the linearity aspect of it like so many things as I played I felt like wow yeah. this is this is really smart how you decided to do this and it's um, non-fussy like you pick up a rupee it doesn't tell you that it's a rupee oh, yeah, you know like yeah like it's it's respectful when you rent your item you don't have to wade through like oodles of text yeah. before yeah. you get it it's annoying then, to re-rent every yeah. item though it's kind of like that's your penance that's true for, that's for, the one thing but dying. see I don't die so I don't yeah. have oh, that happen well, some day. of us picked the really oh. hard dungeon earlier on I did I actually that's that's how I died yeah, too. But we'll save uh, more Zelda talk yeah. for when Keza joins us next week. Yep. So on to Nintendo Direct. So very quickly, we got a bunch of little things out of this Nintendo Direct. It wasn't something huge, right? I mean, it was mostly announced games with dates mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but there was one dates. nifty feature. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, special shout out to Audrey Drake, who was oh, yeah. in the uh, was in there with former IGN editor Audrey Drake. Yep. Yep. Uh, so now a Nintendo superstar. There you go. Um, Thank you. So they Thank had you, uh, Cooper Links. <laughs> a new Link Between Worlds trailer. Uh, you guys know all about that. Gold 3DS uh, XL uh, was sort of the 3DS they show. You got to promote it. Yep. Uh, Mario Party Island Tour, talking about the 80 mini games on one cartridge. Party Tower for single player. Uh, Street Pass enabled. Uh, they showed the Street Pass feature for Zelda, going back to that really quick, and how Shadow Links kind of invade your game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they aren't aggressive. You kind of find them standing around. It's well, like, you want to you go at it? I found yours, and like my, I had just started. And you of course, there yeah. was a little bit of a power difference mm-hmm. between our links. <laughs> how about that? You jackalope. <laughs> yeah, we actually, we captured that in the video, Jose, and I did a commentary for <laughs> where like the first guy he beats, and the second he comes along, and it's like... Oh man, this guy whooped our ass. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Um, Brave, new Bravely Default trailer uh, coming February seventh, twenty fourteen. Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. Um, just that it's an eShop exclusive. Oh, um, it is. Uh, that's what I thought it was, wow. but I could be mistaken. Um, <clears throat> I may be mistaken. I hope not. <sighs> Let me know if I was. 
Next piece of news, uh, just talking about Nintendo Zone and redistributing a bunch of Animal Crossing stuff again, stuff mm-hmm. that was previously only available at Best Buy. Can you guys quickly explain to me how Nintendo Zone works? Have you guys used that? Because I find it really weird to whip out my 3DS in public just to download something. Because yeah. you have to go to the post office, right, for Animal Crossing. Like, why can't that just be a, a street spot pass thing? Like, well, it's, it's sort of by. like a street pass tethering system yeah. where, like, old street pass ghosts wait in this haunted Best Buy area <laughs> and you can go and pick up and like this guy was here hours ago and now he's it's sort of ghost in the machine and I brought it sure, home but, that, but the special item thing I mean that has always I don't know I just if I have to whip out my 3DS to whatever this is probably useless but no, I, I just think, no, I mean think about it it's like the whole idea is how do you get a retailer excited right and mm-hmm. like we, we actually had a related question from one of our, of our users who was saying like you know you had a hard time finding the uh, what was it oh, the, we, the, the Wii Fit, Fit meter, meter yeah, right the Wii like, Fit meter. yeah That's Brian wrote in and he said um, all, all the stores I went to I, could, I couldn't find anything and all the Nintendo products were in a corner right like as a publisher of games or, or product any physical product you have to work with retailers and you have to make them happy right yeah ways to make retailers happy give them new product that excites mm-hmm. customers right like the those uh, the zelda bundle right okay or you pay them right there's something called mdf where you pay uh you know a, a kind of advertising support funds you can buy end caps or you can give them something special like this where sure. hey best buy you're getting the special item and so people are going to come to your store and guess what when they're in your store they're gonna they're gonna buy a game right okay. like I that's the that idea. Makes sense so I, I mean from a publisher retailer relationship idea I, I think it's really it cool it doesn't feel fun to me I, I well, no, it's I a chore yeah, it's, it's a chore kinda, to get people there yeah. but it's a smart chore I'm gonna go chore. to 7-Eleven to get yeah. the slushy machine like I don't know I feel really weird yeah. about that yeah. it's yeah. like eh I mean they, they've been experimenting with this for years I feel like my was it like the DSi or something where you mm-hmm. had to go into like a Best Buy or a GameStop, you could download demos from it and then go home. And I was sort That's of like, right. why can't I do this at home? Yeah, you know, but well, it's your, you know, it's your pre-order exclusive. Like yeah. go into a physical GameStop to get like freaking Balthasar, the the purple Skylander yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Get, yeah. get the thing, Brian. Yeah, get the thing. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes in case you can't <laughs> tell from that sigh. <laughs> So, next bit of news is uh, probably the gonna be a biggest t-shirt. piece of... Oh, we got the thing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 the next bit of news was the biggest story out of this Nintendo Direct, which was that uh, Nintendo has heard your feedback. What? And the Wii U and the 3DS are going to have a shared wallet because you're going to be able to link your... Link, you like that? Yeah. Your Nintendo ID to your 3DS with an up, in an upcoming system update. Now, the yep. system update was not dated. They were very careful to point that out. Mm-hmm. It's also going to add Miiverse support, which probably means most of the UI, like whatever's at the top row of the 3DS, bottom screen, that's going to change, right? Because yeah. you need a way to get to Miiverse easily. So it's probably going to look different or it may look more like the Wii U. Who knows? There'll be those things will get moved to the bottom row. Sure. Mm. But regardless, the update is coming. This is a, This is sort of a big deal because it's not unified accounts but it is that baby step that is needed i think it's i mean you can see right you can see the cadence they're taking this one step to unify the accounts and there's more in the future Mm -hmm. like it's a no-brainer for them to tie these two platforms together especially now that the wii u can actually benefit from the success of the 3ds right right? so see i actually like it because uh, i mean i I love it because it's a step in the right direction obviously but i mean for me personally um it's nice because i bought um the deluxe wii u bundle at launch and for every you know fifty dollars or so you spend on that you get five bucks credit back so every couple of weeks i'll go and i'll check my um 
Nintendo DDP site, the Deluxe Digital Promotion, and they'll be like, you have a bunch of vouchers. Oh. And I'm like, cool. So I'd get these vouchers and I put them into my Wii U eShop and they're for five bucks each and all of a sudden I have 10 bucks or 15 bucks or even five just sitting in my eShop. I forgot that existed. Yeah, I gotta go check. Dude, you probably have a you know, gazillion. Probably have a billion that, that, dollars. One billion that dollars. Nintendo cheddar. Yeah. There you go. So I used to get that and then I would put it on my Wii U eShop and I'd get that email from Nintendo every Thursday morning, which I still love waking up on Thursday morning and being like, hey, what's you know what's downloadable on the shops this week? Sure. And it would say, you know, like today, River City Ransom is available on 3DS. Mm-hmm. It's not available on the Wii U eShop yet, but if I wanted to get it on 3DS in a few weeks, I can go, hey, I have that $5 I got for free on my Wii U. I can just spend it on my 3DS now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I can't do that. Soon I'll be able to. It's a yeah. step cool. in the right direction. But virtual console games are still not cross-buy. Yes. That's still not a thing. Um, they were very careful to point out during the Nintendo Nintendo Direct to make sure you link the exact account that's on your Wii U right. to the 3DS or the wallets aren't going to sync up. Um, but hopefully, virtual so far, virtual console is one of the only few things that can actually potentially be crossed by yep. right so you know what i noticed um, actually yeah. and they're um there we talked about this in our conversation video a little yeah, bit the other day we, we were kind of like speculating how is this going to work but for the games that are both on the 3ds and the wii u mm-hmm. they're starting to do some sales like did you guys see the character specific sales yeah like it's zelda week all our zelda games are discounted blah blah, blah. Yep. and we were like i'm not sure if those discounts are going to apply to 3ds and the wii u versions they do mm-hmm. so the game is 350 on 3DS and it's 350 on Wii U. So if they're dropping the price on both sides and letting you use your money on both yeah. sides, it's just like that one last step. Sure. Like sure. they're so close to just making it so I can buy one version and play it on both systems. That's cool. Yeah, okay. I, I noticed the Zelda games were all on sale. So yeah. that's Zelda week is like the year of Luigi, yeah? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know if they'll do a Luigi week. No. Yeah. So uh, 3DS can Eek. now play, is going <laughs> to get a YouTube. You can play, uh, you, you can watch YouTube on your 3DS. I guess that's smart for the kids. We don't really, we have enough devices that can see YouTube, but nice, whatever. Pikmin 3 DLC, some cool stuff coming. Um, brand new stages. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. One is someone's house. You're like riding a, a Thing that like a slide down a Christmas tree. It looks they, great. They yeah. had like a they had like a playroom in Pikmin too. Remember with the little building blocks mm-hmm. and stuff right. and the, the border. So I'm happy to see this stuff. I really, I mean, I really like playing the the in co-op playing the DLC levels. Except, so. except when he plays Ex- with me. Except for with Jose, <laughs> of course. No, no, it's just so much fun. It's it's such a good game. Like the, the the quest is not very hard. I wish it was a little bit more challenging, but the DLC is really difficult. Yeah, so. Yeah. so you should check cool. that out. And if you haven't already, check out the previous uh, DLCs. Each time one comes out, there's one stage that's for free. You should check those out and see what you think. Animal Crossing Plaza is getting updated. First of all, I'm still surprised this thing exists. By the way, my theory <laughs> for the system update is that the system update will be 2014 because most of this was 2014 since they didn't so? date it. Yeah, I'm still willing to bet it's a January deal. Right. Um, Did we never get we'll our through December? We never got our our, our summer update. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't. I don't keep up with the updates enough. I guess I should. Oh my god, that's bad. Unless that um, was the one where we could play Wii games on. Yeah, our... Animal Crossing Plaza is getting update. I just don't see value in who Animal cares? Crossing Project. Yeah, you know exactly. what? Yeah. The right. only who thing cares? I like Good about answer. it is like you look at it and you're like, oh man, I want a Wii U Animal Crossing game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like, all that you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the character models are awesome, yeah. but it's just like a tease. Yeah, it that'd be do an much. awesome cross by title, right? You yeah. play it on your 3DS and you mm-hmm. sync is with there? your. I wonder, is there anybody who likes this thing? I mean, email us at nvc at ign.com. Let us know if you actually. 
actually like the plaza. Yeah, what are you doing with like, it? Like, what do you do when you let us know it? what you thought of the updates, too, because there were some coming for that. Because I have met people who like PlayStation Home as well, and I never understood that. That's misguided. Yeah. Those aren't people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there was a montage of indie games. Uh, some of them look really cool, Shovel Knight being one of them. That's yeah, totally. probably the top tier for me, but you should check it out. We have the trailer on IGN. And then the next thing they did, which... I don't know why they did this. They had a video, 10 new things about Super Mario 3D World, and a lot of them were like spoiler territory, cool things you want people to discover rather than, you know. I. So You can say really that about every thing. video, though. I see people posting that on our videos, too. It's like, why are you showing this level? Yeah. I didn't know there was going to be snow. It's surprising <laughs> to me, though. Like, if you think about, like, I mean, they revealed a hidden character. And if you think about what they do for Mario Kart, yeah. I mean, they never do that. Mario Kart's always like, it's like, wow, you can play as Rob the Robot? I, like, you don't find that out until, like... Wait, Mario Kart or you mean Smash Brothers? No, you can play as Rob the Robot in Mario Kart. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, you can. Okay. Um, but, but, like, Smash <laughs> Brothers characters is a good one, just too. Just gotta end it. Sometimes they... Uh, they they'll they'll like they'll let us know Sonic and stuff like that. But there were uh, Smash Brothers games and Mario Kart games that come out where we don't know who the hidden characters are That's until true. like a few days later. Although they with with the last Smash Brothers, they blew a lot of that before they did. the release. Too. Yeah. So I mean, I think it, this is just Nintendo trying something different, right? They've always had very strict rules for the press too. Like you cannot show level X and it's beyond. We couldn't and talk stuff. about and, Street Pass. Yeah. yeah and so I, I think I mean it's 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 cool. It's an experiment, and I do think these. You know these broadcasts are for super fans, so you know yeah. they are going to play these games anyway. Not maybe not for the exploration, just more for the fun. Sure, no, definitely, mm-hmm. and it was cool. They showed a lot of cool things. It's not, yeah. And the crazy thing is, though, even with those ten things, and maybe seven of them or six of them were new, uh, there's still a lot to 3D yep. World. So and you know what? If you're listening to this and you're like, "Damn it, be cool," they, it's actually mm-hmm. a lot to the game. They didn't tell you. Uh, I remember one of the secret stages you showed me, and we didn't want to spoil it, but then like it. Some somebody posted it on YouTube as That's well. Right. But but did they tell? Did they say how to unlock the secret character or no? Uh, they did not. They, they just basically said, said, "Oh, it's in here." Fifth. And yeah. so now it's going to be an Easter egg hunt. So mm-hmm. people are going to try sure. and unlock it. Yeah, yeah. And cool. at the same time, yeah, it's them getting in front yeah. of like it leaking, which yep. I think you know inevitably they have to do. Mm-hmm. And then the most important news. Kirby, Kirby is now called. They confirmed oh, yeah, the name right. for our territories too, right? Mm. Kirby Triple Deluxe. Yeah. yeah, I think that was already the name in Japan, but yep. yep. That but that's that did not come from Nintendo Direct. That came from the email after. Nintendo Oh, from the Direct. email after the. Yeah, Nintendo they sent Direct. an email where they also didn't mark like some of these secrets. So if you received the email, you saw like everything mm-hmm. that was in that ten Mario thing. Some gotcha. people were complaining. That's why I bring it up, not to yeah. us, but about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so that's our show. This week, uh, we have a question of the week prepared yeah. for you. So our question of the week, this time is not a listener suggestion. We we didn't get any good ones. If you want to ever suggest a question of the week, email us at nvc at IGN.com. Um, that's, of course, after you uh, you give us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, how about podcast. that? We, you should really do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got some nice reviews, but it's been a while. So yeah, if you're a listener review. and you haven't. Yeah. It means a lot to us. It's just, you know, we, we sit here at night and look at iTunes and wait for the stars I read to them. change. Yeah we, yeah, we read your emails and we definitely yeah. check those too. Um, so our question of the week is, how will Zelda and Mario sell? We would like to hear your NPD guesses for November. So, you know, both of these games are coming out in November and they'll be out for a week and a half by the time NPD, uh, NPD um, closes their, their polling for November. And we would love to know are they going to sell, you know, is Zelda going to sell a million? <laughs> is Mario going to sell 500,000? Let us know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just in case you noticed when we were responding to the question of the week at the beginning of the program, we kind of left out our versions. Well, that's because in the article where you will find and can download this podcast, 
we will have our art samples along with a few sentences as to why we think that would be a great look for the new Zelda. Yep. So uh, please look forward to that. I figured showing would be a lot better than trying to kind of talk it out I think or with going down weird fan fiction avenues. Exactly. And what we, can do, uh, what we can do with this question this week is that we can talk about it and then we can actually look at the actual data when it comes out and we, we can see who, um, who had the right guess. Please yeah. don't edit your comments. That's cheating. Yeah, that is cheating. Uh, so you can find Andrew Gofarb at Garfep on Twitter. You can find Brian at Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear at Pear IGN. And you can find me, Jose underscore Otero, or at Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to try not to die now because I'm really <laughs> sick. But uh, see you in a week. Next week, Cousin McDonald will be on NBC talking about Zelda. Get the thing. Get the thing. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.